This episode of the Bamboo Pastors Podcast has been brought to you by the Growth Center for Church and Mission. The Growth Center has established the Entrepreneurial Ministry Leader, a ministry ecosystem which brings together pastors, ministry leaders, and marketplace leaders who are finding creative ways to utilize their faith and their talents to bring the gospel to the cities and communities they live in. Check them out at thegrowthcenter.com. Welcome to the Bamboo Pastors Podcast, a podcast that explores the joys and challenges of being an English-speaking pastor in a Chinese church. I'm Jalen Chan, and I'm here with my co-host, John Mon. Hey, everyone. Together, we host the Bamboo Pastors Podcast. We're glad that you're here with us. Come on in and have a seat at the table. All right. Welcome back to the Bamboo Pastors Podcast. I am on with my friend and co-host, Jalen. Uh, Jalen, it's good to see you. Um, I feel like, well, this is very true. We just recently saw each other, um, but always good to to see each other on Zoom. We saw each other in person, actually, in two different places. And I think we're probably going to talk about both of those. But how have you been? I know it's been a few days since we've last hung out. Yeah, uh, we did see each other for several days in a row. We actually stayed in the same room together, which was <laughs> fun. We were roommates for a few days. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, it's since then um, things have been things have been busy with ministry stuff. Um, but today is a Monday that we're recording, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's our day off. Mm-hmm. And so, actually, a few weeks ago, in just kind of thinking through, like, okay, I need to do something more active. I need to be like, I stopped playing basketball a while ago, and I just like I have a rowing machine that I use. I try to use almost every night, but it's just like different. Right. So I signed up for a pickleball class because, mm. you know, pickleballs, it's the, that's like the new thing. Right. So I signed up for this pickleball class. It's the middle of Monday and I'm thinking, um, it'll probably be a small class because it's a Monday afternoon. Nobody's really going to be there, but it is like, it's like completely full. We use two full gyms and there's like six or seven courts that we use. And they're all like retirees. <laughs> and so uh, it's been fun. Like this is my second class today. It's been really fun actually learning pickleball, playing pickleball. And then, uh, yeah, like getting to meet some some new friends who are, yeah. you know, in a different season of life than I am. So it's, hmm. it's like really, it's, it's been, it's been kind of cool to do that. And um, it's like a more, it's, it's a, uh, so there's five levels of classes. And obviously for, this is the only day that would work for me. And so I emailed the, the teacher ahead of time. It's like a level three out of five. And I emailed the, 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 uh, the, the teacher and I was like, Hey, uh, I've never played pickleball before. I've played some tennis and he was like, yeah, just come on in. It'll be fine. You'll pick it up real quick. And I was like, all right. Uh, and you know, it's, it's, it's obviously different than tennis, mm. but it's been a lot of fun. I've been learning it. And, um, the thing is that everybody knows each other because they've started in the intro class together uh, and they've taken multiple classes together. So they've been like playing in this class together and they've also been playing on the side together. So they've been doing this for a long time together. And I'm like this new younger guy coming in, uh-huh. not knowing what I'm doing. And so I feel, I feel like really awkward just being like a lot younger than them uh, and like not knowing how to play. And they're just like schooling me. Um <laughs> It's how you're doing in that class i'm trying to hold my own like i i'm I'm relying on what little athleticism i have left and whatever like youth advantage i have okay okay (laughs) but yeah it's been fun so 
useful legs versus experience. Yeah. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. But cool. anyways, yeah. So how are you fun. doing? Uh, I'm, I'm doing all right. You know, for context for our listeners, we shared a room because we were at a conference together, together in Houston, but I actually also saw you, um, the week before in Chicago, um, because I was home to officiate a wedding. And so actually you asked me how I'm doing. Um, I just feel like these last three days since getting back to San Jose have been like full on recovery days. And I think my body is trying to recover from just a crazy amount of travel in the last two weeks. Um, not like necessarily that I was going long, long flights. I mean like four hour flights back and forth, but I was, I think in the last two weeks, I, I thought about, it. I only slept in my bed at home, like two nights in probably 12 days. Um, because I was at like our district conference and then I flew to Chicago, was there for four days and I was back for service for like a day and a half and then went back out to Houston for the conference. And so, um, yeah, just recovering, uh, made some maybe less than wise decisions about, um, what I was going to do on some of those recovery because our church softball league just started this Sunday. Um, the volleyball league ended the week before, and I definitely played in that one uh in you know in the playoffs and then softball started this week and so i'm i'm regretting some of these decisions a little bit not the decision to travel or hang out with you um but the decision to to play the first week of the softball season when i probably should have just went to watch but then you know once you get there and then everyone's playing all my young adults are are on this team like I knew that would happen, John. We yeah. talked about this in Houston. You said, I'm just going to watch. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, there's no way John is going to, he's going to show up and he's going to have his mitt conveniently yeah. like, oh, I'll just bring it just in case. Yeah. In case someone and, needs to help, you know, needs help warming up or of something. Of course. Of course. There you go. Uh, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I'm feeling it today and looking forward to a week kind of back in the office, a little bit of normalcy just after two weeks of crazy travel. But yeah, it was good. So you want to introduce our guest for tonight and so we can talk about that trip to Houston. Yeah. Together. Yeah. So um, as you said, we were at the Chinese Heritage Church Collective and uh, our guest today is Jason Tarn, who we've, who we've had on before, but he's the lead English pastor at Houston Chinese Church and he was the host of the Chinese Heritage Church Collective. It was being held in uh, one of their uh, sister campuses and Jason was sort of the the host. I think he he did a lot of the announcements and kind of planned out a lot of things. He was on the exec team that, that kind of oversaw some of the uh, the collective itself. And so, Jason, first of all, thank you so much for joining mm -hmm. us. But thank you for hosting. Thank you for being on the planning team. Thank you for doing all that stuff for announcing when we we're going to have our barbecue and when we we're getting our Tex-Mex and that stuff. That was so great. But um, John and I had an awesome time. So thank you for being a great host for us. Uh, it was my pleasure. Yeah, it was real fun uh, hosting, just having all you guys come. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like really got a taste of Southern hospitality from you guys. Um, and, and like Jalen said, it was it was really awesome. Um, I So let's just talk about it because I know some yeah. of our listeners were there. Um, that was really cool, actually. Um, Jalen and I running and meeting, running into and meeting people who, you know, we didn't know, but somehow found the podcast and they ended up uh, at the Ministers Collective. Um, but when we had you on last, Jason, you kind of briefly mentioned, oh, we have this thing coming up, you should sign up. 
And I don't know, even remember if you mentioned that you were hosting it, you guys were hosting it. Um, but what were some of like, what were you hoping for expecting when it came to this collective? And then um, what was the actual experience like of, of hosting? Because I know that some of the expectations were, were, I don't want to say not met, but they were like exceeded in some ways. Yeah. Yeah, just the expectation of like, who would actually want to come to this? Because, uh, you know, we, we've um, been kind of planning this out with, uh, you know, some other guys on the exec team. And so we had uh, done something in person uh, in this collaborative back in 2019 um, in Boston. And that was just more of um, a uh, kind of a by invite um, gathering of really seasoned English pastors within Chinese heritage churches across across the nation, um, just to kind of uh, meet each other, to fellowship, to pray, and to brainstorm about what could come out of this uh, one meeting. And we didn't even know what was going to ha happen. And then uh, COVID hit. Uh, we did meet up a few other times, but it was all virtual. So this is really the first public open in-person gathering that we're putting on. And we weren't sure. We thought maybe um, some of the guys that came back in 2019 would show up and just uh, some of our staff that we would bring along with us, um, maybe a few others. Uh, so I think we were um, talking about, I mean, in my mind, I thought about 40, 50 people, like 50 at max, I thought would, would show mm -hmm. up. Um, I, I've got a network of other uh, Chinese heritage churches in Texas that, that I'm a part of. And so I figured well, I'll do a heavy push among those guys to come. So it might be a little Texas heavy event. Uh, but man, God just blew away our expectations. And so we ended up having over 100 um, English side pastors, ministers, lay leaders, um, some of them working with adults, uh, some working with youth. We even had people that weren't necessarily serving in a Chinese heritage church, but they were, uh, you know, kind of in a ministry adjacent to it, whether uh, in a parachurch ministry, a, a denominational kind of role uh, uh, over other um, Chinese heritage churches, um, some 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 people working for seminaries that they're just really interested in what God's doing um, with this with this group. And so. Yeah, that, that really blew us away in terms of, wow, I was very honored that people would even uh, want to come to this. Uh, so, yeah, I just had a real joy uh, being able to play host. And, uh, yeah, you know, just, I'm just really thankful that uh, we were able to pull it off without any major issues, uh, major problems. Um, and just so thankful for uh, the volunteers that we had. Uh, we had volunteers from my church, which is Houston Chinese Church. Uh, we had some uh, volunteers from Fort Bend Community Church. West Houston Chinese Church, and these are all sister churches, um, and we are all meeting at um, Pearland Chinese Church, which is a campus of HCC. Uh, we are, Lord willing, uh, hoping to launch it out as an independent uh, church of its own, but right now it's uh, functioning like a secondary campus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very cool. You know, and just to set some expectations for our listeners, because the three of us were part of the collective, um, I think today we, we, we kind of want to just kind of debrief a little bit, kind of process what we thought about it, some takeaways that we had. Obviously, yours, Jason, is going to be a little bit different than ours because of your proximity to just the planning and, and also the hosting and stuff. But um, maybe I'll just jump to John. Um, what are some of the takeaways that you've had um, coming back from it? Uh, you know, I, for, I know for me, like I, I usually have my notes and then 
uh, over the next several days, try to go through my notes and look through that. But what have been some of the takeaways for you as mm-hmm. you kind of had a few days now to process? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Maybe first of all, I'll just set the scene for anyone that was not able to attend. You know, we get there and there's so many people, right? Like, even though I think cognitively I knew because a few people had posted before um, the conference how many folks had shown up. Um, it just, I don't think I've ever been a, in a gathering of that size with this particular demographic of people, which is <clears throat> people serving in English speaking ministries in the Chinese Heritage Church. I've been to pastors conferences that have been about this size before, but it's always like, oh, maybe there's some Chinese pastors here, or there's some like second gen guys here. And it's never like the whole room is filled with people doing what you're doing. And, and I think that part of it was such a an encouragement to me like really that reminder that we're not we're not in this alone and that that god is doing something in our churches um in significant ways and and there it's a diversity of voices and ministry experiences like people serving all over the country in all sorts of different ministries um so i think that was really encouraging i i wish we had like done some more like like i don't even know if in the registration if you guys had done stuff like filling out some statistics of the people who showed up but like if i had to guess the average length of ministry experience in that room had to be at least like 10 years for people right because i think i was meeting more people who are on north of um north of 10 you know um than like closer to their earlier stages of their of their ministry, uh, which means that with 100 people, that's like a 1000 years of ministry experience in that room. And so I just feel like we're learning from each other, dialoguing, sharing experiences, like that was such a blessing and, a, and an encouragement to me. And then I think the other part is the way that you guys designed, like Jason, I know your team, you guys thought really hard, we had Enoch on before who was part of this planning team, thought really hard about what it would look like the actual sessions. And I really loved how it was not like a 45 minute sermon, you know, with like, I mean, worship and prayer are great, but, but I really loved the fact that, that most of our sessions were maybe like 20, 30, maybe minutes of teaching, depending on who was up there and how closely they stuck to the schedule. And then it was like 40, 30 to 40 to 50 minutes of discussion at, at round tables. And you know, I know we we knew that going in, but I, I don't think I realized just the value of that until we were there. Um, so I, I know maybe some of this feels like more surface takeaways, but for me, that was really what I went home with was just this encouragement of sitting around the table with people. So, yeah, um, still processing. So I feel like there'll be more as we continue this conversation. But Jason, what were some of the maybe quick takeaways for you um, in hosting and planning? Yeah, no, I mean, that's like, like you were saying, the, the amount of uh, opportunities for people to, to connect with each other uh, was unique to this, uh, to this gathering where uh, we, we often kind of promoted it by saying, you know, it's not about just coming to another conference for the content. Like, oh, it's, it's not this speaker is going to be there or this like a workshop or this kind of curriculum is going to be uh, promoted. And so that's why I want to go there to learn about these things. Uh, hopefully people came away 
uh, with content, with, um, you know, increased um, uh, knowledge of God's word and of ministry in, in, in this unique context. But the main thing was uh, about making connections. So not just about seeking more content. Uh, there's plenty of conferences out there, but it's really about building uh, and and uh, and and um, uh, maintaining these connections that God has already um, established. So I, I like the fact that, you know, as host, I was working with the volunteers, uh, especially in the lobby, uh, getting things, you know, um, uh, taking care of things. I'm seeing people come in and as people were coming in that first day, like everyone seemed to know each other. Uh, I mean, obviously, like, you know, there's a lot of new, new uh, uh, connections made, but everyone at least had someone they knew. Because otherwise, like, how would they even, even known about this? So it was a reunion of sorts for many people. And then, of course, you had so many opportunities uh, for making new connections, whether in those uh, roundtables, because, you know, we made it, uh, an effort to encourage people every new session, like go sit at a new table. Uh, and then we had that one ministry connections activity uh, on, on that Wednesday afternoon where we intentionally tried to, to get people to, 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 to mingle within these di different kind of uh, uh, demographic groups. Um, and we, we were just, that, that was the big, that was the big push of just trying to um, encourage people to come away, either um, deepening some connections they already have or, or making new ones, especially among guys that are serving in the same region that you may not even, even realize, Hey, you're in my city or you're in my state. Um, and that was something we were really hoping for. So I was encouraged by that. And um, I guess big takeaway as well as just, wow, like we really were meeting a felt need. I mean, like I said, we, we just, you know, we're, we were, we were just blown away by the number of people that wanted to show up. And so I, I, I got the impression that, yeah, definitely there are a lot of uh, people serving in English speaking ministries uh, in these Chinese heritage churches that are longing for community, longing for camaraderie with, you know, others who are running the same race in the ministry, right? I mean, you know, we know that we have, uh, you know, other pastors and ministers out there and, and, and other gospel, you know, uh, centered churches, but knowing that they're also serving in the unique cultural context that we're in mm -hmm. uh, is, 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 is definitely encouraging and, uh, um, yeah, understanding the wounds that we have, uh, the fight that that, that, that we face, um, and especially like you guys were pointing out, you had some guys that have been in ministry. You know, some of them were, were already retired. Uh, these are brothers who have been serving on the English side for, you know, uh, over 30, 40 years, yeah. and they were there. So it was so great to have some of these older brothers um, there to uh, to serve as inspirations and examples. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I'll, I just... I just realized, wow, this is definitely uh, something uh, that a lot of guys were really uh, looking for, looking for, and they weren't finding this kind of community in these other larger conferences and gatherings that that, that happened uh, throughout yeah. the calendar year. Yeah, I really resonated with that. I think you know when I was when I was serving in the Chicagoland area, we, I had pretty natural connections, I think, with like my denomination and so the other pastors, uh, but there weren't a lot of actually we were the only Chinese heritage church in our denomination in like the Chicagoland area, the, the church I was in in Wheaton. Um, and so for connection, you know, went outside of the denomination, you know, that's obviously my friendship with Jalen predated my time in ministry. Uh, but a lot of our other friends who we've done ministry with from the Chicagoland area, um, many of whom have been on this podcast, you know, we built that network 
And for me, it was not connected to denominational lines. Um, so I loved being able to go and, you know, be in Houston and reconnect with some of those guys who I haven't seen in a while. Um, and then, but then at the same time, having moved to San Jose now and been here for three years, you know, I'm in a new city. And so I'm just trying to, I think initially was just trying to build relationship within the denomination. And there are a lot more Chinese Alliance churches in the Bay area. I mean, a lot more because there's only one in Chicago. So like, um, in the Bay, there's there's more than two so that's already more um and so like building relationship with them and connection with them and i i feel like i haven't had as much opportunity uh or just hadn't had enough time to connect with like non-alliance um chinese heritage churches and that was something that i got to do in you know in houston i met a few um, folks who are serving in ministries here in south bay basically our neighbors doing ministry among the same people that i'm i'm serving uh and so that was really exciting for me i think to just realize like oh there there are more relationships to be built and partnerships to uh you know to pour into and, and consider in this area and I, that's something that i'm excited for um and i know that at least a few of the the, the folks that i met um, from South Bay, listen to this podcast. So just wanted to give a shout out to them uh, and just say again on this podcast that we should, you know, spend some time building relationship here in South Bay and seeing what God wants to do among our churches in case by the time this episode releases, I have not had a chance to get the ball rolling on that. So, yeah. What, what about you, Jalen? What were, what was a takeaway for you from your time in Houston? Yeah, I think similar things, you know, Jason used that word reunion and it felt like a family reunion because the degrees of separation were very few, right? There's one or two or three degrees of separation for so many and most of the guys uh, and most of the people in that room. And so it was fun to see all these people who, some people that I knew who knew all these other people. And there was that sort of collegiality, that sort of fellowship that was unique for us in the spaces that we're working in the context that we're in. And so I was, I was blown away just by how connected um, our Chinese heritage churches, especially specifically the, the English pastors, the English ministers are to one another. And so uh, the next step of takeaway for me then was thinking through, okay, how do, how do I continue to pass that on to the next generation of leaders, right? Mm -hmm. Like I want to raise up leaders in my own church and other Chinese heritage churches that would have this same sort of collegiality that they would have the same sort of fellowship. And so, um, it, it was just fun to see some, some of the older, the elder statesmen who discipled so many of the guys there, right. There were a handful of older guys who knew a bunch of the younger guys, uh, or I guess middle-aged now for some of us. Right. Um, but they had discipled them. And I, and I was like, I want to be able to pass this on to another generation of Chinese heritage church leaders. Hmm. And so my takeaway was, okay, how do I, how do I do be more, much more intentional about leadership development first starting in my own, my own local church, but then how can we do that better uh, going forward as Chinese heritage churches that do have these connections. And so it, it has made me another takeaway, I guess, then too, is like the hopefulness, right? The, mm. I, you know, I, I, have, I went into the collective very hopeful about the Chinese Heritage Church. And I know that's not necessarily the case for a lot of people because of just the struggle and the difficulty and the trials that we've all faced in it. But I went in very hopeful and I think even more hopeful about what God is doing 
and 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 will do in in the future through our Chinese heritage churches. So, um, yeah, I, I loved it. It was great for me. Jason, I'm just curious, like you know, since you're you probably talked with a lot of different people um, just as you were hosting. Um, what was the general sense you got from others? You know, I mean, obviously, I feel like our responses have been pretty similar. But what were some of the feedback you were getting from folks and uh, maybe even at the executive team level, were you having people really um, kind of share what they were feeling or experiencing? Yeah, I mean, uh, during it and, and afterwards, and we did have like a, um, a feedback form, a reflections form for people to to to, to process and the, you know to, to submit that to us. And I, I got a chance to see some of those um, uh, responses coming in, and yeah, definitely um, a sense of just uh, appreciation for for the uniqueness of of this gathering, and kind of already kind of reiterating what you guys have been saying about where you just can't really find this in a lot of the other type of uh, conferences um, uh, that we go to where, um, and even if it's an Asian American uh, conference, uh, ministry conference, uh, I think there's something still distinct about the Chinese Heritage Church uh, uh, culture that, um, yeah, that it's, it is refreshing and it is really encouraging to, 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 to be in the setting. So I think that sense of appreciation, but finally there's something um, where uh, you can immediately come in and you just know we're all in the same boat. Um, and, and like you guys are saying, just like everyone is like there's a one or two degree separation for every single mm -hmm. person in that room. Um, so yeah, a, a deep sense of appreciation. Um, yeah. I, I, I just had conversations with, you know, some of the guys were, um, you know, there were a lot of people from California, Texas, uh, often obviously Boston, Enoch and his, his church and some of the connections over there, but, um, and, and, and in Chicagoland as well, but they were also just like throughout, you know, the Midwest and, and just in different parts of the country were small college towns, uh, and they were just, you know, uh, a, a Chinese heritage church because it's in a college town and there is there, there are immigrants there. And um, this, you know, uh, the, the, these these uh, pastors or ministers or even even if there's a lay leader coming, they're just kind of serving in a real uh, isolated context. And, uh, you know, a lot of them doing it solo, uh, not having, you know, any other uh, staff on the English side. Uh, they may have an, an, an OBC, overseas born Chinese um a senior pastor that that they may you know um there might be a language barrier and so they're not really that close with um the other pastors so yeah i i did have some conversations with uh especially those individuals and that and that was really one of the hopes of providing this collective as a context for them to find the community that they're deeply longing for so really uh have a lot of respect for those brothers who are serving in that more isolated context, um, not in like big metropolises like, like us. So um, to, to be able to provide a gathering for them and something that, you know, um, was probably very, very different uh, for them because there's, you know, where they're at, there's just not going to be that, that, that there's no other like Chinese churches to be partnering with and to be, uh, serving together with. And so having this, um, for them, uh, was, was, a was a, 
was a big goal and it was encouraging to see some of them there and talk to some of them and have them come away just really uh, encouraged by um by their time together with us yeah i think in terms of feedback for you guys uh just like a a, a very like important but also surfacey thing uh food was great great job <laughs> i'm getting oh, the killings barbecue you. and oh, yeah. um and what was the tex-mex place that you guys got food uh, from? lupe's tortillas so good lupe's tortillas oh yeah yeah i went up for multiple rounds of on, on both on both of those meals for sure but uh, uh yeah. I'll, yeah just you know, like john and i have joked about how on this podcast like before we started this pod this podcast we had talked about we would do like a church lunch review or something like that <laughs> I'm just going to do a real quick review on the food. Super good. I loved, so uh, what happened? I told this to you, Jason, and I told this to you, John, before, but I, we flew in on Tuesday, right? And we arrived at 1030 in the morning. And so I texted my sister-in-law who lives in Texas or who lives in Houston. And I said, hey, where should I go for lunch? And she said, go to Killen's, get some barbecue. I'm like, great. Uh, had Killen's, so good. Loved it. And then we get to the collective, we get to the conference and, uh, you know, we go through the sessions and then Jason, you get up and you say, uh, we're bringing in killings for dinner tonight. And at, at first I was like, oh no, like not again. But I was like, no, actually this is going to be great. Uh, and oh, so yeah. I got it. Yeah. I got a chance to have extra brisket. I got some of those, uh, burnt ends, which were super oh, good. Oh, pork belly burnt ends. Oh, oh, yeah. those were, those, that was my favorite. Um, and then oh, close second was the, was the bread pudding, uh, which they use croissants instead of bread, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, anyways. Oh man. So I'm, that's strugg I'm struggling right now, Jalen, because you guys probably recording this, uh, after having dinner, but right. I am planning to eat after we record. So this is tough. I, my probably not going to get something as good as that. No, definitely not. <laughs> Uh, but my perspective on that same thing was I landed in Houston to a text from Jalen saying, oh, we're at Killen's eating lunch. And I was like, oh, please bring me something. And then he's like, oh, we already left. Like by the time, you know, my phone turned back on, it was too late. So I was like, oh, so sad that like, cause I've had it before on previous trips. <laughs> and then you get up after that first session, you're like, we have Killen's for dinner. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. it provides you know, so thankful for, for that. So yeah, food was great. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the blessings of our Paraland campus is that it's close by <laughs> to Killen's barbecue. So okay. that's always one incentive for me to go down to there to guest preach on a Sunday. Cause I, I know what I'm bringing home for, for dinner that night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, it was a, it was a real treat to, to make sure. I mean, that was a goal make sure everyone was well fed. And so we, uh, we want to make sure that you guys got a, a taste of Texas there. So we got the, uh, the barbecue and the Tex-Mex. Um, uh, and, and the, you know, last day we, we you know, Chick-fil-A, you know, Holy food uh, for, yeah. for, 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 for a conference. Oh uh, yeah. That was just because we knew a lot of people were flying out real quick. So we just got a box lunch for them, but uh, yeah, I'm glad you guys, uh, um, you know, went away well-fed because we, yeah, we, we made sure to, to budget for that. So uh, they gave me a, a, a very, a very um, sizable budget to make sure that everyone, every, everyone was, uh, um, uh, came away satisfied. Yeah. That's, okay. <laughs> so that's a great feedback piece right there. Make sure to keep that. Yeah that same budget that piece of it oh yeah for sure, for sure. yeah <laughs> nice yeah but yeah i mean you know part of the other feedback too is i think that that definitely fostered the uh the, the conversation right i mean obviously mm -hmm. as i feel like as chinese americans like hospitality is something that is 
is very, you know, strong in our, in our sort of culture. And I think that's something that definitely came across clearly. And so great job on that. Really appreciate that. Thanks. So, um, yeah, we, we, we felt loved through the food that was served. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> John, how about you? Any, any feedback from you? You know, I, I think just, it's just, we're, it's, we're in an interesting position, Jalen, I feel like, because we talk so much on the podcast itself about, you know, heard from Jason, heard from Enoch about what were the hopes and, like, I really felt like almost like everything that we, they talked about as a hope and even things that we were, I think, looking forward to, I felt like we were able to experience that, you know, at, at the collective. So like one example is I remember Enoch saying there was a hope that uh, when sessions ended in the evening, that people would go back to the hotel and like conversations would continue in the hotel lobby. Right. And, you know, I've been to like conferences like this and I feel like there have been times when you go back to the hotel and it's just like, there's no one down there. You know, everyone's like tired. You've been sitting in sessions all day anyways. Um, But this was really different because both nights we, you know, went back to the hotel and we were at the one that most people were staying at. There was people just hanging out in the lobby, having conversations. And so just two quick, hopefully Enoch's okay with us sharing this, but like, you know, the first night we went back out, me and you, um, and we grabbed two of the guys from Enoch's church to hang out with us. We went, ended up in Chinatown grabbing some boba. Uh, we, it was good times. And we get back to the hotel, like at close to midnight, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and Enoch is sitting there at a table and there's like four or five guys sitting across from him. And it just seemed like to, we joked about this because I think they were actually had been watching an NBA game. Um, which is why most of them were facing the TV. But when we walked in, it looked like, you know, it was like Enoch was teaching a Sunday school class or, you know, <laughs> opening this like uh, a school or something like that. Um, and, and I know then the second night we ended up hanging out at the hotel in the evening and just having tons of conversation with different people and and, and just continuing the, the same spirit of fellowship and conversation from you know, from the conference itself into the late into the evening. And I think I really enjoyed that part of it. Um, As far as feedback, uh, it was it was all positive. I really loved the the afternoon where um, we were able to connect with people kind of based on um, shared experience or demographic or affinity. So uh, just again, if you weren't there, we we had this moment where over the course of maybe an hour and a half, like we had about 30 minutes to, to get to know or connect with people um, based off of like, I think the first 30 minutes was like based off of region. So all like the West coast folks were together and it was like West, South, East, Midwest or central. Um, And then the second bucket of demographic splits were by like ministry context. So I think they had like the youth, folks were in one room with the children's folks, not necessarily because those are lumped together, but because there was a limited number of space. So they just had to put certain groups into certain areas. And then I was in a room with people who are doing like English ministries and college and young adult ministry, which is my area of focus right now. Um, and then there were other other rooms doing that. Um, and then I think the last one was by like ministry experience. So uh, I, I just thought it was very thoughtfully done how you split those and really those were definitely areas of natural connection like when i'm sitting at a table those are some of the questions that i want to know about people because i i 
I'm trying to figure out how to connect with them and and what are some shared experience. So I, I really appreciated that. I guess my only feedback was would have been I feel like that would have been great on day one um, rather than halfway through day two. But I think it was, you know, like it was already naturally happening around the tables during sessions. And then so it just felt like that experience, you know, on steroids for that hour and a half or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that, that was great. I, I just felt like was able to connect with people, exchange emails and contact info with, with folks uh, that I want to connect with back when I get, got home or, you know, find the retreat speaker for the next youth retreat or something, or end up being oh, yeah. the retreat speaker for the next, someone else's youth retreat. So yeah, that was great. Yeah, there was a lot of good feedback on that one from the, uh, the the form that people filled out. And a lot of people said they really enjoyed it and they actually wanted it to be longer yeah. and even more structured, uh, yeah. more guided in terms of like some prompts and questions. Because uh, I guess some, for some people, they, you know, in terms of if, if they're more introverted, they, they, they were they were hoping for some more um, guidance uh, in that. But yeah, I think that was something definitely, uh, again, it's very unique, right? You're not going to have that in most uh, conferences you go to. So um, yeah, but those are some good suggestions in terms of even uh, yeah. having that happen even earlier. A quick question for you, Jalen, actually, because something that I didn't really think about until we got there was normally I go to a conference like this, I gravitate towards sitting with the people I know, right? Because yeah. especially like you just, it's kind of strange to like end up sitting randomly with people you don't know. And if it's all, if the whole conference is like learning from the stage to the, to the audience or to the congregation, there's not a whole lot of need for interaction with people. So like, I'm just gonna sit with the folks I already have a relationship with. Right. And I think we did that kind of at first, but then really quick realized we'll probably get a lot more by intentionally looking for different tables to sit at. So then I think the yeah. rest of the time, we almost didn't sit together except right. maybe during meals where we're just right. hanging out with the people we knew, but like for sessions, we are sitting with different people. So I guess the question, and I don't know, Jason, if you had the opportunity to do that because I know you were handling a lot of logistics throughout, but did, did either of you or Jalen, maybe did you like, how did you determine which table you're going to sit at? Um, was it just, you let the Lord lead you and then, you know, or were, were you thinking like, Oh, I, I heard this person share something or like, you know, I, I know this person from a distance and I want to like, you know, connect with that person. So I'm looking for a table or, yeah, I don't know. How, how did you end up doing that as far as finding tables? Yeah. I was going to say as part of a feedback, I, I know that um, Enoch had kind of hinted at that's what we should do. Right. And definitely the first session was a table of guys that were from the Chicago area uh, and you, John, but I still consider you a Chicago guy. Right. Yes. Um, but you're right. Like we, we, we kind of all agreed. We looked around and said, okay, yeah, like let's not sit with each other. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so uh, feedback wise, I don't know if you necessarily want to make that mandatory because, you know, if you're with the team and you do want to have things that you want to discuss that you're getting at least content wise that you want to bring back to your church, like certainly do that. But I, I thought it was really helpful to actually go and, you know, each session, find a different table to sit at. For me, the way that I, I yeah, part of it was just that I just kind of looked for at least one person I kind of knew, knew or had talked to um, just out in the, in the lobby area and then just sat with them. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last session, I specifically targeted a table for a guest that I want to have on the podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
and he knew that he actually invited me to the table. So I, I was, I, I, I knew that I was going to sit uh, at, the, at his table, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I, I think that that is actually a, a, was actually a really helpful component of the, the collective was being able to sit with other people because, you know, like I, I'm, I, I've been, I've had the opportunity now to, to kind of debrief a little bit with, um, with, with our youth pastor who came with me and, uh, we've talked about it. And so you're going to get that opportunity later on anyways. And so why not, when you're there, take advantage of the opportunities mm-hmm. of, you know, connecting with other guys. Yeah. And then we were going to definitely be debriefing, like whether it was on this podcast or just, right. you know, personally. And, and so I, I mean, I, I think I felt similarly, I should add as a note too, that I feel like a third of the people who were at the collective have been on this podcast if not more, because I don't think yeah. we actually did a full count, but it had to be at least like 30 people out of the hundred something. And and so it's awesome. the cool thing was like, you know, for Jason, you're definitely one of them. Um, there were a lot of people who we have, we have met and I'm doing air quotes. We've met through Zoom <laughs> in recording, but to actually like meet face to face and, you know, spend some time together, that was a really cool treat actually. Yeah. Uh, and so maybe maybe our experience too is a little bit different Jalen, just because we've through the podcast, we've been able to connect with a lot of new people. Right. And, you know, so I, I just feel like, um, yeah, I would encourage folks who, who might go to one in the future, hopefully that there will be more of these in the future, um, yeah. to really like take advantage of those, that time to, to connect with people and build relationships. Well, have you, I mean, on that note, have you guys, Jason, as an exec team thought about some next steps or some follow-ups from this? Yeah. Uh, well, that you're able to share that yet. you're willing to share with us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we haven't met yet as, uh, as an exec team since the collective. So we, we haven't really, uh, we haven't really discussed the, the uh, feedback that we've been uh, able to get through the, the form. Um, so we do definitely need to meet to, to, to uh, kind of sift through that. Uh, and and just to spend some time in, in prayer, um, you know, discussing obviously again you know, the big question. A lot of people were, were giving us encouragement. Hey, let's do this again sometime. And the people, you know, definitely yeah. expressed a, a deep desire to, to want to gather again. Uh, so yeah, we definitely need to, need to be praying about that and and, and discussing uh, kind of what's next in that regards. Uh, one of the things that we did announce was uh, we do want to um, uh, hold a a cohort um, and one specifically uh, focused on prayer. Uh, and just providing um, a space uh, for um, people that, that were at the collective. And in this case, this is going to be uh, led by um, one of the exec team members, uh, Pastor Justin Young in, from Indianapolis. And uh, he gave an announcement about how he's uh, really been um, uh, learning a lot about prayer for himself personally, for his ministry. Um, and he's been really influenced by Paul Miller's book, A Praying Life. And uh, he had a, he had he had gone through this kind of prayer cohort experience himself, and he really wanted to be able to bless other uh, other guys as well. So he announced that um, we're going to continue promoting that and see if anyone wants to um, join him in. Did you say it was nine months? I, I think I, I forgot the, the length of it, but there's a specific length of time where it's it's, it's a formal time of of regularly meeting virtually um and and praying together um and encouraging each other in that regards and so that's uh, for sure one cohort that we 
uh, already announced uh, and that we already got uh, uh, some interest in that. And so, um, uh, you know, you can always have Justin on in the future. He can tell you about how that's going. Uh, but we definitely uh, have at least, um, and I think Enoch even mentioned that, but I kind of, kind of planting a seed for that idea of more of a cohort-based um, interaction uh, among uh, other uh, um, English pastors and ministers where uh, it could be focused on um, kind of some of those affinity groups that, that we were talking about, like, you know, maybe a youth pastors cohort, a cohort for guys new in the ministry, you know, like the first five years, perhaps um, guys who are maybe perhaps they're, they're non Chinese, non or non Asian, but now serving in a Chinese heritage, just kind of learning the culture and learning the different dynamics and things like, I mean, there's so many different, groups where um, the cohort model would be where it's something formal, something they need to invest in, and there's going to be a specific length of time where they're meeting virtually. And I think the main goal there is that we want to make sure that we are maintaining the relationships that are being forged at the at this collective um, mm-hmm. and providing space to keep the relationship going so that if we ever do down the road, Lord willing, have more in-person gatherings, it's going to be because, again, I'm not going just because of the speaker. I'm going because I've been in a cohort with this group of, mm-hmm. of guys virtually. Um, and like you were just saying, it's so much sweeter mm. when you only are interacting virtually uh, for so long. You finally get to see each other in person and, and, and be able to rub shoulders with each other and spend time face to face for a few days together. Yeah. That just makes it uh, so much um a more enjoyable and something you look forward to. So if we ever do future in-person gatherings, we want it to be the culmination of, you know, a, 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 a process of, of developing relationships over a course of time. And now we get to finally um, spend time in person with each other. So yeah, as you could tell, this is heavily relational, which, you know, fits our context. I mean, that mm-hmm. <laughs> Chinese heritage church, you know, relationship is, 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 is everything. Um, and to, to, to persevere in, in, in these kinds of churches, you, yeah. you need to, to, to have that kind of, um, uh, those kind of deep uh, seated relationships. And so, yeah, anyways, that's where, uh, we've, we've, we've been talking about that. So if the Lord provides, um, uh, uh, uh individuals that want to lead some of these cohorts, whether it's, you know, us promoting it specifically from the, the collaborative or it's just, you know, just, um, it, it can be done informally as well, but we're really hoping, uh, for something like that. Uh, but again, uh, we got to get together and, and process and pray. So no definitive plans at, at mm-hmm. this point. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely just encouraged with what happened this, this past week. And so if the Lord wills, um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be great to continue to, to, to meet with, uh, uh, with each other um, uh, down the road. Yeah. I, I think, you know, just thinking about that, this has been the theme of this episode really is like the relationships that are developing and and beginning to, to grow and birth or be renewed because of this. And and I just feel like that approach, it takes way more time and and effort. Um, But I feel like it's going to, it's going to develop and produce uh, just a lot more fruit in the kingdom. And especially in our, in our piece, a corner of the kingdom in the Chinese heritage church, like rather than being content driven or training driven, it's relationship driven. I think that's what produces longevity and um, 
partnership and collaboration and, and hopefully fruitfulness out of that. Um, so that's, you know, yeah, I, I just feel I love the heart behind it and how you guys have been leading. I want to give a quick plug since you mentioned it, this um, pastor prayer cohort that's being led by um, Justin Young out of a church in uh, near Indianapolis. Um, you can find out more information about it at ChineseHeritageChurch.com. And there should be a link on there towards cohorts and there's like a registration it starts in September. So if you're listening to this and that's something you're interested in, and I don't think it's limited to the people who attended the, the collective, it could be anybody. Um, so if you're interested, you can find out more information on the ChineseHeritageChurch.com website. One other uh, feedback I remember a lot of people were mentioning is that they would love for us to um, put together a job board. Yeah. Yeah, so some people said it uh uh the other day and then in the feedback that i've been reading like people are like yeah is there a, can you make a job board so that we could be able to post like openings or you know we could be able to search openings where it's specific to chinese heritage churches uh which is yeah it's definitely uh would be would be i, I could see how, how helpful that could be so that's definitely something we need to uh to pray about and look, and look into we could advertise on here too Maybe <laughs> listeners, if you guys are looking for pastors, let us know. Just kidding, sort of kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think maybe just wrapping this up, Jason, we appreciate your time with us. You've already talked about some of the plans moving forward, but do you have any, just as a final word, like your hope for this, uh, for the Chinese Heritage Church collaborative? Not just for the collective, which is the gap, the physical gathering, but I think for the collaborative. What's your hope for for this moving forward? Um, and we'll just kind of wrap it up with this question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, since you know the target group here are going to be um, those who are serving uh, the English speaking ministries. So whether that's with adults, with youth, with children uh, of these Chinese heritage churches, and I really do feel like um, you know. One thing that uh, is going to be, um, you know, one of the biggest goals to come out of this collaborative is that we uh, are able to strengthen these ministries within our respective churches through providing a hopeful vision for these leaders to want to persevere, knowing that, you know, a realistic vision, that's going to, it's going to be tough. There's going to be uh, uh, unique challenges you're going to face, but it's worth it. And providing examples of these advisors, these 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 the old guard guys who have been doing it for decades um, and who have endured and persevered, um, and just providing that encouragement. So I really do believe that uh, as we look toward the future with um, our churches, that if it's going to be in the strengthening and the building up of these English congregations, where uh, these individuals are, are it's uh, they're, they're going to be in leadership positions uh, down the road. And, and I can imagine a lot of these uh, churches where the English congregations, Lord willing, if they grow, if they develop and mature, they're going to be exercising you know, church-wide leadership. Um, and so we definitely want to just keep people uh, to be hopeful and to remain, uh, if the Lord calls them to. I mean, obviously, it's not saying that everyone has to stay in their Chinese heritage church, but we definitely want to work against uh, the trend of, um, you know, after the youth group and they go off to college and then they just leave the Chinese heritage church, seeing that as just their parents' church and it has nothing, it is not going to help 
uh, if they, they see those churches as unhelpful for their discipleship, we definitely want to change that trend and really helping them see that um, this unique context can be very uh, beneficial for your own discipleship. And if Lord willing, you know, you end up having a family, you know, for, for your kids, um, you know, for your third or fourth gen kids, uh, this could also be uh, a, a unique place for, for their discipleship to Christ. And so, yeah, I think that's uh, the bigger vision for this collaborative. Um, and these these are ga- these gatherings and these other activities we do, um, you know, we, we hope that will serve that 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 larger end of of um, of strengthening uh, these uh, unique churches that we're serving in. Yeah, that's a great thought. I, I'm so grateful that you guys are doing that, and that's something that's certainly on my heart. I know it's on John's heart as well. So I appreciate you being able to verbalize that and and say that. Um, and that's such a great way to actually close out this season of our podcast. And so, Jason, um, you're the last guest on our season three. And so thank you so much for being on. Again, thank you for being uh, a host for The Collective. Um, as you can tell, we were extremely blessed. We really loved it. And we're thankful for the work that you've put in. So, again, thank you for that and for the sacrifice that you have that you made during during the week and even the weeks leading up to it. So thanks for that. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks, guys. One quick note, as we do wrap for the season, John and I are planning to be back in the fall. September. September-ish. Um, uh, we did meet quite a few people that we want to try and get on the collective or so, uh, from the collective that we want on the podcast. And so I'm excited about that. There's going to be some, uh, some new guests and definitely have some older guests come back on and share some things as well. But as we wrap, I also want to thank our team, Josh and Andrea, who do a lot of the behind the scenes stuff with our social medias. And so thank you, Josh and Andrea, for all the things that you guys do. We really appreciate the time that you take uh, this is none of us are doing this as a full-time thing. And so I know for, for John, you also, Josh, Andrea, I know that we're all putting in some extra time, but it's, it's around something that we love. And so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to another season. Um, and on the note that Jason left us on, I'm very hopeful for yeah. the Chinese Heritage Church. I'm hopeful for what God is doing in our local churches here. And I'm so excited to see what's going to be next. Yep. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to the the next season and more conversations about this. So thanks listeners. Have a good one. That's the end of our episode. Thanks for joining us today on the Bamboo Pastors podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the pod on whatever platform you listen to us on. Rate and review us and check in every week as we explore the joys and challenges of ministry in the Chinese church. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Bamboo Pastors. See you next time.